Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you all so much for the beautiful day you've blessed us with. Now the awesome opportunity, once again, to get back into your word. We truly thank you. So we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z and the word in hell, if you will, turn to Matthew in chapter 16. We see here further teachings of the, of the Lord about the subject and references to the subject of hell. As we see here in Matthew chapter 16, picking it up in verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. His name, Jesus, Greek, meaning the Lord is salvation. The Christ, Christ meaning the appointed one, also Greek. You go back to Hebrew, and you got Joshua or Yahshua, and Christ being Messiah in the Hebrew. So he is the salvation and the anointed one, Jesus Christ. And as it referenced up here, it says, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. That statement has been misunderstood as being that the church was going to be built upon Peter. Because the name Peter translates as stone or rock. And... He was just referring or comparing or paralleling the names of Peter, his name being the rock. And he says, upon this rock, speaking of himself, Jesus Christ is the rock. He says, your name's the rock, but upon this rock, meaning himself, the church will be built. And that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Nothing can prevail against Jesus Christ. He is the solid rock that we can all stand firmly upon. All right, now we go on over to Matthew chapter 18. You see here some further references to it in 18 as the Lord's further teaching the disciples. 
And in Matthew chapter 18, pick it up in verse 1, it reads, At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name, receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe unto that man by whom the offenses cometh. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off, and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. That everlasting fire is a reference to hell. As it continues, And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out, and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye, rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. How think ye if a man have an hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, doeth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which were not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. It's not the will of the Father that anyone should perish. That's why Jesus Christ come down and did what he did for all of us. And here is an awesome reference to how precious the little ones are, how important the little ones are. Now, this extends beyond just the youth. This would be new believers or new Christians. But he's primarily here focusing on the little ones, the children, and how important it is to look after the youth properly. And with what's going on in the world, especially in this country lately, with all the horrible treatment of the children in public schools and in the media and in Hollywood and so forth, it's 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 a shame because they are going to be held accountable for what they're doing to the children, the brainwashing and the, the mutilations of the transgender movement and the bisexual and homosexual and lesbianism that they're bombarding the children with and the critical race theory and so many other things that's been going on lately and they are all going to be held accountable for the damage that they have done to the children even these sports activities that pull children away from coming to church to go play sports 
they are going to be held accountable for such things. As it says there, it's better that for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. You're better off dead than to do something that's going to hurt the, a child's walk with the Lord, to hurt a child being able to come to the Lord. Any kind of hindrance, any kind of obstacle, any kind of lure to pull them away from serving the Lord would fall right into this. Woe to that person. Let's read that again, verse 6 and 7. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. You'd better off dead, better off cast into the depth of the sea than to cause an obstacle, to put an obstacle in the way of a child serving the Lord or coming to the Lord. All right, now turn on over to Matthew chapter 23. And we see here some more of this attitude of of convincing or trying to convince others not to serve the Lord or to instigate false teaching as we see a warning going to the Pharisees. We pick it up here in chapter 23, more words of the Lord and another woe going out to to those that would cause a problem in Matthew chapter 23 verse 13 but woe unto you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men for ye neither go in yourselves neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in not participating in the work of the Lord, and creating obstacles for others that may want to serve the Lord. And we sure see a lot of that going on. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. The greater damnation. And damnation is speaking of Judgment coming to them, which is going to result in them being in hell, in the lake of fire. Verse 15, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you can pass sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. One generation to the next, one group of followers after the next. They get worse and worse and worse. He's, Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing, but whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifieth the gold. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing, but whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift. 
Whoso therefore shall swear by the altar, sweareth by it, and by all things thereon. And whoso swear by the temple, sweareth by it, and by him that dwelleth therein. And he that sware by heaven sweareth by the throne of God, and by him that sitteth thereon. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Ye blind guides, which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because ye build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous, and say, If we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets." Wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves, that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers, ye serpents and generation of vipers. How can ye escape the damnation of hell? Those false teachers, those people that puff themselves up as being something holy and righteous, and all they have is self-righteousness. They outwardly appear to be doing a good work or to be godly, but inwardly they are, as he says, full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Hypocrites. All right, now turn over to Matthew chapter 24. Some of the prophecies about the last days when the Lord's teaching the disciples here. And the references we have about the weeping and gnashing of teeth of those that will not be entering into heaven, but will wind up in hell. In Matthew chapter 24, picking it up in verse 42, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to, be, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom... His Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink, and 
with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That reference of weeping and gnashing of teeth, speaking of being cast into outer darkness, into the fire, into the pit, into the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That is coming to all those that are not ready for the coming of the Lord, are not ready for judgment. How do you get ready? By trusting Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Then you're ready. Keep prayed up so you don't have any marks against you and have your full reward. All right, now roll right on into Matthew chapter 25. See some verses here and in reference to everlasting punishment. Further teaching of the Lord to the disciples about the last days. Here in Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. We've got to be ready. We've got to be born again. They're referring to here the oil. If you could compare that to a born-again Christian being filled with the Holy Ghost, you have to have that in you. We cannot personally indwell someone else with the Holy Ghost. That comes directly from the Lord. Therefore, they've got to go to the Lord to receive that. Just as referring to here that they had to go and buy for themselves. Of course, we cannot buy salvation, but it's to go and seek and receive that that is available. The indwelling spirit of the Holy Ghost. As it continues. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth, and hid his Lord's money. After a long time the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that 
had received five talents, came and, and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that is out into outer darkness. That is hell. That is eternity away from the Lord. And eternity in the lake of fire. Now this reference to the, the talents is not as we would think these days talent being a skill. Talent was considered a monetary amount. But this is speaking of the blessings of God. The one that had received the one is life itself. He received life. But he did not apply that life to the service of the Lord. He did not multiply the blessings that he had been given for the kingdom as the others did. The others took the things that the Lord had blessed them with. Their life itself plus everything else, and they devoted it to multiply it, to put it to work, to gain. And it gained, it doubled, and that brought into the kingdom. And that was accounted to them for righteousness. And they were rewarded. And here where he says, Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord is a reference to entering into the millennial kingdom. This judgment of the talents and so forth can apply to the time of the tribulation time. Those that are born again during the tribulation time and have utilized what the Lord blesses them with to service the kingdom, to help the kingdom, to expand the kingdom, and then they're rewarded with being able to enter into the millennial kingdom, as well as the Christians that are going to be raptured up 
and they'll go through the judgment seat of Christ, they'll be able to go over into the joy of thy Lord, which is the millennial kingdom. Another thousand years to be able to serve the Lord. A lot ahead of us, and it's so amazing. But as we continue, we see some further teachings here in Matthew chapter 25. Pick it up in verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory. Now, coming in His glory is not coming for the rapture. He's going to come back and rapture up all the born-again Christians. And at the end of the tribulation time, He's going to come back in His glory. And He's going to wipe out all the ungodly at that time and roll over into the millennial period. So when He's coming in His glory is what He's speaking of at the end of the tribulation time to establish the millennial kingdom. Back in Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 again. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. Now that's sitting upon the throne there in Jerusalem, where the temple will be rebuilt to be utilized for that thousand years. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. So this is immediately following the tribulation. And now there's a time to divide those that are going to go to hell, to be held there until their final judgment. And those that are still alive through the tribulation time that were saved, which will go over into the millennial period, which he referred to back there of going over into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 33, And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee, a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he also say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was a hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. All these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. 
That's the key thing there. We serve the Lord. We love the brethren. We benefit the kingdom as well as the brethren. And we will be rewarded for it. If you turn against the Lord, if you reject the Lord and reject his people, then you'll be listening to those words to cast you into that everlasting punishment. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. That everlasting punishment is hell, which will be cast into the lake of fire, where it will be for eternity. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the, the awesome gift of salvation that is available to us so that we don't have to worry about that everlasting punishment. We don't have to worry about that lake of fire when we trust in you as our Lord and Savior. You fill us with the Holy Ghost and teach us and guide us, and we truly thank you for that. And encourage all of us to have the boldness to go on out there and do what you want us to do, and that is to share that experience with others, to shine your light into this dark world, and to share your love. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.